Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Welcome, welcome everybody to another edition of the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. It is a great, great Friday morning here in the wonderful world of South Florida. It's your boy DC at Kane Fan Co. at I put off of my city 305. Holding it down while the other guys are getting ready to chime in and tune in and ready to hop on, you know, all the things that we do here on the Kang Gang Radio Show. So right now, as you see, it's me rolling solo. Um, you know, like I said, the guys will be chopping up here in a little bit. We'll uh, get everybody dialed in and be ready to go. There's a lot to talk about this week. Uh, a lot of things going on. A lot of things happening. A lot of moving parts. A lot of things. First and foremost, everybody I know so super excited. Super, super excited about the spring game here uh, tomorrow at the uh, – I don't know if it's a drive pink stadium over there where the inner Miami uh, FC plays, you know, college, uh, not college, uh, soccer. And uh, so it should be interesting to see how it plays out. Obviously Miami hurricanes posted that it was a sellout. Um, It'd be interesting to see exactly how many people show up. Um, I like the fact that it's sitting there in Broward because obviously I live in Broward, um, but I didn't care if they were playing in Palm beach, Monroe County, down in the keys. It wouldn't have mattered to me. We would make that trip and we'd go support and we would watch university of Miami, you know, Pretty much because that's what we do. Um, I know we got a couple of people getting ready to join in. Um, again, I got uh, John Michaels will be here in a few minutes. Uh, Dirty Bird, do know where he's at. I think he's uh, trying to figure stuff from work. And that's that's the thing about radio, right? Sometimes you uh, you have everybody. Sometimes you're just rocking by yourself. And sometimes you have a plethora of people. Uh, we do got a couple of guests, a couple of things to talk about. Obviously, spring game, uh, Canes baseball, um, Hall of Fame banquet. There's just a lot. NIL deals. It's the world of college football right now is just getting out of hand, especially when you look at Tyler Van Dyke, you know, popping up and hopping into like a BMW 750i, um, <laughs> you know, as a college kid, as a, as a 21 year old or 22 year old kid, you know, good, good for him. You know, obviously he's earned it. Um, he took the reins by the horn um, last year when Derek King went down and, you know, he had a couple little mishaps here and there. Uh, but, you know, I've been a TVD guy from day one. Um, I've never wavered on that. I've always said that, um, you know, it was probably going to be his job to lose. Um, you never know, right? You look at the, the situation with Jake Garcia and what happened on that Central Connecticut State game, you know, and he injured his, his foot or his ankle. And uh, it would have been nice to see what kind of competition they would have played out throughout the season or the next couple of weeks of practice. And then someone got the nod. But, you know, unfortunately, injuries are a thing of uh, football. And Tyler Van Dyke stayed healthy. Jake Garcia, unfortunately, got hurt. Um, and then we know how it finished out. Obviously, you know, uh, great run. Obviously, the one loss to FSU up in Tallahassee. And, and, and for you listening out there, I'd like to ask this question. And obviously, you can, you know, tweet at us or whatever you want to do here at, you know, King Gang Radio Show. Um, was that one of the best things that happened to the University of Miami was losing the Florida State game? Because to me, like, losing just isn't – it's not acceptable. But if you don't lose that game and you're on this six, seven-game win streak, chances are Manny Diaz doesn't get fired. 
Blake James probably doesn't get fired. But with that happening, Blake James gets fired. Manny Diaz finishes out the season. Then he gets fired. And then you bring in Mario. And I'm going to give you an A++++++ for off-season hiring, off-season workouts, off-season recruiting. Still has to transition to the field, though. And I don't care how good you are as a coach. I don't care what kind of coaches you bring in. And obviously, you brought in some pretty good coaches. It still has to transition out onto the field. The players got to buy in. Obviously, uh, you know, when we watch the spring game, chances are it's going to be vanilla. It's just a time to go out there and kind of show face to the public, you know, show the fans what's going on. You know, hey, look, here's your, you know, quote unquote 2022 University of Miami Hurricane football team. You know, and, and again, come Monday morning, we're going to sit. We're actually probably around two o'clock. We're all going to get, you know, talking to one another, whether it's through text, you know, whether it's Twitter, whether it's phone calls. And we're going to talk about, well, how come this guy did this? And how come that guy did that? Or how come this guy didn't play that much? Or how come that guy's injured? How come he wasn't listed as injured? Because that's what we do as fans. You know, we sit and we critique. But at the end of the day, I just want to see some football. And once a spring game gets finished, then you know you're seriously ready for, you know, another four months before season starts. So I look forward to see what's going to happen at the spring game. A couple of things that I'm looking, I'm looking forward to. Um, I, I want to see, and when John Michaels and when Dirty Bird, you know, get on, I, I want to ask their opinion on this as well. Um, some of the things that I'm looking forward to during the spring game, I'm looking forward to see the backup quarterback competition between Jake Garcia and Ja'Curry Brown. Um, Ja'Curry Brown looks like he's put on some size, put on some weight. And I'd like to see kind of how he transitions from high school into college. Obviously, Jake didn't get a lot of burn last year um, because of the injury. So I, I want to see how how that how that situation goes as QB two. Um, who knows? They might impress people. They might come out guns a blazing. One of those could emerge as QB one. I don't know. I mean, that's all up for the coaches to to figure out. A um, couple of things I'm looking forward to is the wide receivers. Um, obviously we know that Cody Brown hit the transfer portal. We'll get into the running backs in a little bit. Um, but there's some names out there that I'm excited to look at. Uh, I think Keyshawn, I think Keyshawn Smith's going to be a stud. Um, I think he emerges as legit, you know, wide receiver one. Jacoby George could potentially pop up there and take that role as well. A lot of, a lot of, uh, chattering about Dazzle Worsham. And then I think that this might be his time to shine. The thing with new coaches is it gives, it gives an opportunity for those players uh, whether it be the Dazzle Worshams or the Michael Reddings or, you know, people like that who maybe didn't get a lot of burn last year, whether it's because of injury or not doing playbook or whatever the case may be. It gives these guys now an opportunity for coaches who weren't there last year say, hey, look, what about this guy? What about this guy? Hey, this guy's looking really good. So I don't want to say that there's politics in college football, but I believe there's some type of politics in college football. I believe a player can get in a doghouse. I believe a player can – you know, mess up in class. I believe, you know, not do homework or miss a practice. And next thing you know, they got to get, I guess the doghouse, right? You just put in the doghouse. So we'll see how all this transitions. Um, the old line, obviously there's a lot, there's a lot of talk about, you know, still guys out in the portal. Um, but I think the old line is going to be better. I think coach Maribel is going to have the old line looking, you know, a certain way. And I'm excited to see how that transitions. You know, to me, I, I feel like over the years that I've been a part of uh, the University of Miami and watching uh, the program, it, it always comes down to the trenches. If you don't have a good O-line, 
chances are your offense is going to, you know, sputter and it's not going to be that well. Um, you can have a subpar O line as long as you get the ball out quick and your playmakers can make plays. I think that's going to happen. Um, but to me, you know, you depending on your defense and what kind of defense you're going to run, your, your defense has got to really stand up and, you, and they got to, you know, finally get push. Um, this year should be exciting. Jahar, you know, number 12, uh, Harvey over there on one end. Um, I like uh, the transfer, Antonio Motron from UAB. Uh, Leonard Taylor, Jordan Miller, uh, Jared Henderson Hunt. Um, it should be interesting, you know, Chance, Chance Williams, um, you know, Elijah Roberts, you know, Jabari Ishmael probably needs to put a little bit more size on, but like you have the players. It's just a matter of do they execute? Do they, you know, take it in? Um, you know, obviously the last couple of weeks there was spring ball. You see a lot of former Miami Hurricanes back out on the field, back on the practice field. And hopefully those guys are being able to talk up to some of these younger kids. Um, but we'll get into more on that, like I said, when uh, Dirty Bird and when John Michaels gets on. Right now we're going to bring in uh, Victor Calero. He, uh, you know, obviously we talk about the Hall of Fame. We talk about Canes baseball. So let me go ahead and bring him in here, and then uh, we'll start talking it up a little bit. So, yo, Vic, can you hear me? I think you're on mute. Take take me off mute. Done. Hey, what's going on, Vic? How's it going, guys? What's up? Ah, right now I'm just solo, you know, sitting here just kind of holding down the fort while everybody else is still streaming along, you know. Listen, at the end of the day, adults have lives, right? John Michaels coaches basketball. You know, he's he's running a little behind. Bird's got okay. some work to do. You know, he's he's running behind. But the show cool. must go on. Must go on. He, here I am, rocking solo, just talking to myself. I'm probably just babbling, but at the same time, it is what it is. It's a can gang. You know, we're unscripted, you know, so we're just hanging out, waiting for other people to chime in. So let's talk a little bit real quick while I got, while I got you, Vic, before everybody else joins in. Um, yep. and, and I'm sure they're going to want to talk about this as well, but. What a phenomenal last probably three weeks, three to four weeks, University of Miami baseball team has had. Um, beginning of the season, obviously, you started, you still started off really well in the beginning of the season. Um, right. you, you dropped two to Florida. You know, you didn't know what was going to happen. But all of a sudden, man, 14 in a row. You know, you got Vatek this weekend in this series. Um, you know, I think they're, I, I think they're down – you know, six three, give or take six three right now. Correct. Actually, so, listen in the game. At yeah. The same time. <laughs> I mean, today, listen. You're not expected to win every game, but as long as you're competitive, I mean, they've had some comebacks. You know, the FAU game the other night was actually exciting. You know, coming back, uh, you know, got a little benefit of a, a drop fly ball. But other than that, like, listen, you got to take advantage of those, right? It happens. Mm-hmm. So, but, so talk to me a little bit about the baseball team. Uh, like, so <clears throat> let me ask you, Vic, what has stood out to you? And, and I'll give you what stood, has stood out to me so far. But I'm going to ask you first, what has stood out to you so far at you know, University of Miami baseball team? I mean, this year, a lot of energy. I mean, again, I think, honestly, the biggest difference this year is you have the fans out in full force, basically. Okay, I mean, normally you've had some games that you really don't have that many people at, basically. That'll happen sometimes, the, the midweek games, the Sunday games. Basically, you have to break out the Copper Tone 200, basically. Um but for the most part, I think the energy that the fans have brought out this season has probably stood out a lot, to be honest with you. Um, also, at the same time, again, you got a lot of younger guys on the team. Okay. Mm-hmm. I really feel that that's infused a lot of needed energy that we needed, to be honest with you, at least a transition from, from last year. 
Um, pitching has come along pretty nicely. I mean, I think, I mean, let's put it this way. Andrew Walters right now has got to be the best reliever in college baseball. No doubt about facts, it. Facts. Facts. Okay. Yeah, I well, mean, his, so his that's fast, where I was going to go. Oh, that's, that's where I was going to go because to me, what has stood out is, and, and, you know, no disrespect to previous closers or previous mid relievers or anything like that, but like you get that lead and you throw Andrew Walters out there and it's pretty much like, Shut and it's door. college baseball, right? But it's college baseball. You never know what you're going to get from time to mm-hmm. time. But he's been almost automatic. Yep. Um, you know, I think he leads the country in saves, or he's right at the top of the country in saves. You know, and just the whole team in general. You know, from leadoff all the way down to nine, and you're getting some some timely hitting for some first year players that right. really are just kind of field players. I think 55 the other night hit a home run. Um, you know, his first of his career. So those type of things as they get going and they get more uh, adapted and get more playing time, they're only going to get better. I think yeah. Max Romero bringing in from Vandy this year has been a huge, yes. huge beneficial. You know, so let, so the other day, Bird, you joined us. Hey, Bird, welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Not cool. much. So one thing that I was thinking of the other day, um, and before the season started, I was like, where's our, where's our power going to come from? Obviously, we lost somebody, and, and – I'm at that point where I'm not even mentioning names that we decided to go and put on the garnet and gold up in Tallahassee. And I'm sure that person is probably kicking himself right now based on what the season has gone for. You know, I just, just throwing it out there. Um, but again, I think Max Romero coming in there, putting him in the cleanup spot at number four as a catcher, not only is bring leadership, but he's also brought like a nice size bat to that lineup. Bird, what do you think? Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, he's been incredible. Um, you know, one could probably argue that he was better than Del Castillo, both defensively and offensively this year. I mean, to this point, man, you know, I know, uh, you know, ADC was a bigger uh, was a bigger name, but I mean, Max has been lights out, man. Max has played phenomenal, and, and again, what I like about Max, he's a humble kid. He yep. really, you can see that he's a team player, and and look at. Look how much fun they're having. Like, you're seeing things in when they're doing the dugout. They hit a home run. They pop into, like, the little laundry basket. They run, like, a little, you know, like the seven dwarfs, you know, a little mine train, you know, all the way down the dugout. The kids are having fun. But that's what winning does, right? Winning has a plethora of excitement to you. It adds so much there to you. So it's like, hey, we're going to have fun. Again, you have your little comeback wins here and there, which is absolutely exciting. I like the blowout games. Me, whoop that ass. Keep it moving. You know, and and just you know, tell the other team to pound sand. That uh, seventeen to one last. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I I, I called it. I, I called it an exhibition. Oh my gosh! But that's what you get, right? That, so this is a big series. Obviously, Miami gets you know again. They they kind of flip flop spots. You know, UVA was three, Miami was eight. Miami bumps up to number two, and this is crazy, right? Like. I didn't expect Miami to climb the ranking this fast. I knew Miami had a good team. I still go back to that 2020 COVID season. I think Miami had an opportunity to go all the way to the CWS, potentially even win that season. Yep. Um, but again, it's baseball, right? All it takes is, you know, a couple pitches. The other team goes yard on you. You get in a hole, who knows? But the way that they're coming back, they're fighting through. And, and listen, not, they're not going to win the rest of their games. They're going to lose some. To me, if you can win every series, that's all it takes. You want to be able to win every single series, you know, put yourself in position in the ACC to host a regional, win that regional, go to the, you know, host a super. That's what you want. And by winning all these games and all winning all these close games, 
I think that's just going to build confidence. So even when they get down a 6-1, a 6-2, they, they feel like, hey, you know what? We're never out of this because we're a good team. We're tried. We know how to come back. We're going to make moves. So I think, you know, last year I was a little critical on Gino because I just felt like – was I a little critical or was I really critical? Really critical. I think I was really critical last we year. We all were. Everybody was. Well, I think after that FSU, that FSU series, it just literally it put a sour taste in my mouth. And I'm like, this isn't the University of Miami. And you could say the same thing about football. Like, we, we, we're not the University of Miami that we're accustomed to. And I say we. We're all older guys here. So we're accustomed to having dominance and having, you know, superlatives and being really well, being highly ranked. So it's not the norm, right? But it's, it's become a custom that that's the norm for us. And that's where I don't want to get back to. Obviously, Gino has us going in the right direction this year. His staff is doing phenomenal. The players are doing phenomenal. You know, our sponsors here at the Kang Gang Radio Show, they're doing phenomenal. And speaking of them, we're going to have to go tune to them real quick. So we'll be right back. When we come back here on the Kang Gang Radio Show, we're going to keep talking about Kane's baseball. We're going to talk spring game. And, uh, well, yeah, we'll be right back. Catch us here on Sirius XM Channel 145. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva contra la caballota, la reina y un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. 
with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Kane Gang Radio Show. We got Dirty Bird back on the helm. We got Victor hey, joining hey. us. John Michael should be joining us, you know, here shortly. But we're talking Kane's baseball. So, Bird, what has been your most impressive thing that you've seen so far through Kane's baseball? Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call out, you know, that, that I've been I've, I've came back to to Gino, right? Because of you know, really one I think bold decision that he made, and that was to take a lights out closer in Carson Palmquist last year, move him to starter because he knew what he had back there in uh, in Walters. And you know, I kind of looked at that. I'm like, man, you know, you got to have that ace in there to to close things out. And nobody's better than, than Palmquist. Um, and I look at that move, and I'm like, man, that's a that's a huge uh, huge reason behind our behind our success this year. So I've been super impressed with that, and that's really stood out to me with this team so far. And he Vic. literally ha- and he's literally has become the ace of the yeah. team, basically. I mean, I mean it, worked, I, it, it works so well. And I'll and, and I'll and I'll I'll basically piggyback on what you were talking about, you know, Ryan. In essence, let me tell you something. And I was I was very skeptical because I'm, I think I said you're basically going from closer to starter. You know, and then in essence, remember we were talking about as far as he, they were going to put him as the Friday starter, which normally is like your A spot. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the Friday starter, basically, I'm like, my God, is he ready for this? You know, and I remember I had like a conversation with Jeb Bartfeld, who was a, a former ace from a couple of years ago, basically on the team. And he says, he'll be ready. He's got the stuff, you know, so. Palm Quiz has definitely showed me a lot. You know, again, preseason All-American. Um, that was a great matchup the other night between him uh, him and the guy from UVA, who's another preseason All-American. Um, but what I like about Palmquist is he's not afraid to go right at you. He's not trying to pitch around you. He's not trying to say, okay, well, let me, you know, bro, he's throwing right down the pipe and say, here, here's my stuff. Put your stuff on it. If you can hit it, you can hit it. If not, if not. He, so here, here's my take on baseball, right? And, and I've coached baseball. I was a president of my little league. To me, you have seven defenders behind a pitcher. Use them. That's what they're there for. Throw the ball to the plate. I'm not saying, you know, so they can go yard every time, but at the same time, like, you know what's funny? You guys watched um, any highlights from MLB? Did you see they brought in some role players to do some pitching on a couple different games? And the kid, the guy threw like, uh, I think it was playing against the Braves. I'm not sure who it was. He threw like a 50-mile-an-hour like little ball hit the guy in the shoulder and the guy like fell out and laid on the ground. Oh like, yes. <laughs> I, that was, that was classic. man. Oh man. So I just thought that that was. That's probably was, the only MLB highlight I've seen all season, but you know what? It was so humorous and it was so original. I just thought it was, it was pure, pure. I got, I've got another one that was humorous. Speaking of our beloved Marlins, did you guys see the national championship banners that they hung in the park? Negative. I they heard. Are... I, I heard something about this. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So let me let me let me set the stage for this. So I saw a picture today out of uh, out of Lone Depot Park or whatever we're calling it these days, and the Marlins put up a couple national championship banners. Hey, we're proud of those. You know, and I was I was loving both of those runs. But the problem with these banners is they hang out. They hang uh, in front of the windows that look downtown. And for some reason, they're a translucent banner. So when you're looking at the window, you look right through the banner. You can't even see it. And it's just it's just the most Marlins thing, man. You know, like, what next from these guys? Oh, you got to be kidding me. 
Oh yeah. Like just, I mean, it's just like, who makes these decisions? Like who's running this team? And you wonder why there's like 10,000 people at the game. If they're lucky, I think on opening night, it was like 10 K. Yeah. Oh, they, they're playing oh. Philly. I believe they're playing Philly, right? Something. I yep. don't know. I wouldn't, I don't... I'll be, I've I said this before with regards to the Marlins. I wouldn't surprise me to see them honestly up and move in the next three to five years, to be honest with Bye. you. Bye. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Take the part. Take the parking garage with you so we can go to the $20. <laughs> yeah. Again, <laughs> you guys are listening to the Kang Gang radio show on Sirius XM channel 145 Slam Radio. Dirty Bird, Victor, myself, waiting on John Michaels to, to pop in. Um, but, you know, it, it's crazy. You know, you could talk a lot of baseball. There's a lot of things to talk about. But first and foremost, like, I'm just happy. Again, we talk about Kane's baseball. I'm just happy for the program. I'm happy yes. for the recognition that the kids are getting because the, kid the kids have put the work in. You know, you could talk about coaching all you want, right? And I, and I brought this up on the seven or eight minutes that I was doing a solo radio show by myself, Barry, just so you know. You know, I was <laughs> – you, you did the Josh Payton. You went solo at this thing, I, man? I went solo. Listen, at the end of the day, I still got to work, right? I got to work at some point, so I got I got to get the show on the road. Um, and I have no idea what I was talking about. Oh, the kids. Oh, <laughs> like I was talking about, like, listen, you know, like University of Miami Canes football, you know, you bring all these coaches in, you're going to coach all these kids up, but at the same time, it still has to transition onto the field. It's the same thing with baseball. JT Arteaga, Gino Damari, all these guys that are coaching. I don't care how well you coach, the kids out in the back. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Bird, you were a little bit critical earlier in the season on a certain individual that played short or second base. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so, so in, you know, in, our, in one of our group chats, one of the many ones that we're, we're all in together here, uh, I was calling out, calling out Patelli like, man, he's, he's getting killed out there defensively. I know he's a good player, right? Yeah, which is why it wasn't wasn't like him, but it's it's just funny now because you know he has been lights out, red hot, uh, both offensively and defensively. So I just kind of call myself out. I'm like, yeah, I'm really eating those Patelli words, and uh, me, I couldn't me, couldn't be happier to eat them. <laughs> correct. Let me let me tell you something real quick. Honestly, between Dominic and then CJ at first base, the interior defense has improved vastly. It really yeah. has. Yeah, it's been incredible. So I have a question for, for you guys that I want to throw at you. And, you know, you hear all this stuff and, you know, everybody, obviously the whole Blake James transition to Dan Radakovich. And ever since we've, we've gone to, to D-Rad, the programs have been on fire. But to me, right, I look at that and I say, if you're Radakovich, you're still getting your feet wet around here, right? Like, especially a guy who's been around a lot. He's, he hasn't made any moves. He hasn't, you know, done anything yet, right? Um, you know, I think we're all excited to have him as an a, as AD here. But, I mean – you know, isn't is is I mean, what do you guys make of that? That at the point where, you know, all of the sports have improved, right? Obviously, men's and women's basketball had great years. Baseball's on fire. Uh, there's so much energy around the football team right now. I mean, I think there's a correlation there. I I think. <laughs> could I just use the word coincidental? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, I don't want to use the word the word coincidental. But you think about it, right? There was a lot of people earlier that was that was this is you know uh, pre you know pre Radakovich you know Blake James era you know that Coach L was probably on the hot seat because the men's basketball team wasn't going to do well. Um, obviously, the football team early in the season dropped a few games. Didn't know what was going on. You're coming on like the 2021 baseball team didn't finish really well. But it's crazy once Radakovich took over or once Blake got fired. Let me rephrase that. Once Blake got fired. Things change. I don't know if maybe people said, you know what? I don't want to lose my job, so I got to probably step up to the plate. I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. 
Coach L and, and the Canes uh, basketball team really went on a great run. Baseball team is doing phenomenal. Mario, you hire Mario, and next thing you know, first of all, let me ask you guys this, and, and Victor, I'll let you touch on this as well. Where did we get all this money from? Because now all of a sudden, the University of Miami's got tons of money. They got SEC money. Where did this come from? How come we didn't have this money in the last 15 years? I'll leave it at that. <laughs> we went we went from millionaire boosters, and they cut the millionaire boosters out, and now they've backed them with billionaires. And 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 our guy John Ruiz and you know Jorge Moss, um, yeah, I mean, and, and uh, Dan Lambert, you know, all these all these absurdly rich boosters have just kind of came out and timing's been incredible and you know i think they all you know it's got i think everybody kind of felt the same way and you watch so the series of events that's happened the you know the 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 season where we you know got shut out in the bowl game to easy tech louisiana tech we lost on sacred ground to, to fiu in a game that you never ever should have lost um you know you've watched all these things happen you've watched us get embarrassed really in all of them and i think that these guys that you know i've been miami fans and alumni and their kids have gone there They've all kind of came together to say, look, this is this is not going to happen anymore. And, you know, we know why it's happening. And, you know, we need to we need to bring the game up here with some with some funding. And they've done that. And, you know, to be right, you know, that's 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 what it is. I mean, the facility that they're talking about building for football, um, there was a, there was a picture that Mario took with a recruit and there was a, uh, on his desk were the renderings of this facility that they yeah. were that they were going to build. Obviously, we didn't see all. Of, yeah. So any of, I'm sure you guys have probably, you know, maybe had the opportunity to, you know, maybe see a picture here or there, but uh, you know, just the fact that we're doing that, right. Um, you know, it's, it's like overnight the, the switch has been flipped and we're going into, you know, to, to SEC type money, like Co said, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, here on the Kang gang, we don't like to speculate. We don't like to pull insiders. We don't like to do any of that, but <laughs> if there's something out Never. there that's kind of visible for us to see, I mean, we'll just talk about it. Right. Um, I I always feel though, like Miami university of Miami shouldn't have to be doing certain things to sell, to sell the university of Miami. It it should be the brand logo should just hold that weight. And either you want to be a university of Miami hurricane or you don't, but in Mm -hmm. today's generation, it's all about the entitlement. I I want the photo shoot because so last Sunday, I had the opportunity to go down to All Canes and, you know, um, shout out to All Canes and Harry and them guys down there. Mm-hmm. Um, they put on they put on a nice little thing for DJ Dallas, you know, come to a signing and stuff like that. And um, you look at people like DJ Dallas, he didn't need to have a photo shoot and, you know, do all these different things. Like he just knew he wanted to be, you know, a football player at the University of Miami. So what's interesting to see is, as we get further along in this recruiting cycles and with more kids and things like that, what's going to happen and how much more are they going to have to do in order to sell? You see Nick, Nick Saban came out and said, Oh, well, you know, this whole NIL thing, you know, it's going to change the landscape of college football. Really, Nick, that's going to change the landscape of college football. You don't think what you did or you're doing up there in Tuscaloosa doesn't change the landscape of college football. Mm-hmm. Come on. He started all of it, man. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. Bert, why are you getting all upset over there? What happened? Uh, we just let another run cross in the, uh, it happened, in, bro. In the bottom of the seventh here. Yeah. <laughs> one on, one out. <laughs> Seven three Virginia Tech here. But I mean, look, you know, you, you that, that streak's got to come to an end at, at some point or another, man. So all, Listen, all you can hope. Drop, drop, drop tonight. 
Ooh, nice win the double, series and take the series. Nice double play. Yeah, nice, nice double play to get out of that though. Um, get there, hit the short, and uh, the guy was leading off of first, and he threw it back and caught him off, uh, off first. There, yeah. So. But again, you're not going to win every game. Just win your, win your series. That's all that yeah. matters. Win your. If you take two out of three every weekend, and then you catch, you know, a couple midweek games, and you win those, bro, like you have a you have a hell of a season. Yeah. Well, so, you know, I think it's 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 stay healthy and be ready for for Omaha, right? Like get yourself to, you know, get yeah. yourself to Omaha, and then you know that's that's I, all I want. I I just want to get there. <laughs> I want I want to see us get back to the point that we end up hosting a regional, okay? Because yep. we haven't hosted a regional in years, basically. Um, and trust me, regional at Mark Light is something special, always. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Uh, so look, I, I want. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Vic. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I wanted to touch upon basically what you guys were talking about in terms of the complacency, and that's the way that I term it, that was happening before, you know, Dan ended up taking over, basically. So, I mean, the, the great thing is that you see such an energy that I think literally people got to the point in time that they got sick and tired of how the way we were performing, and then finally push came to shove, and changes finally had to be made. Case closed. You know, I mean, again, they found there was much more of a dedication on the university's part, okay, with regards to resources, okay, as far as to boost ourselves up and to finally get into the big leagues as far as with other programs around the country as well. You know, that's something that's been sorely missing for quite some time. So, yep. Welcome to the show, Mr. John Michaels. I know you're busy tonight, but uh, thank you for <laughs> blessing us with your presence. <laughs> it, it has been a long um, 24 to 48 hours. No complaints. My real job sent us up to North Carolina to uh, go to a casino and play golf. I know. And I heard you. You were on, you were on uh, Hawk and Crowder yesterday. I, I was, and it yeah, didn't work out very well. I was up <laughs> on a mountain, and uh, all of a sudden, the uh, reception didn't work. I'm glad it didn't because I dropped an F-bomb accidentally. Was that on your backswing? <laughs> no, and it's terrible because we were playing a dollar a hole, and I walk, and I literally, was it was a par five, and my second shot was about 10 yards short of the green. All I needed to chip and putt for birdie, and I win the hole over my guys. And Hockman calls, and I try to take the call, and I say I'm in bum blank North Carolina. And they go, we can't hear anything you're saying. I said, oh, my goodness, I curse. They hang up on me. They call back. I try to try to talk again, and it doesn't work. And then I end up duffing the chip twice, missing uh. a putt, and ended up with a six or a seven on what I should have had a birdie and tie in the hole. And it, it was not good for me yesterday, but so good you, time so nonetheless. You pulled, the, you pulled a happy Gilmore. <laughs> it's exactly what I did. And there, and trust me, there were plenty of F-bombs uttered on some of the missed shots. Like my first drive, literally, I hit a 300-yard bomb right down the middle. Awesome. I'm feeling great. I got a 60-degree wedge in. I end up hitting a 60-degree wedge from about 65 yards. Should be an easy. At worst, I hit it short and I putt. I blade it and hit it in the in the water, and I ended up getting a seven on a ball that I that I hit dead down the fairway. So, but it was fun nonetheless. And then the casino wiped me out last night. Uh, this last <laughs> night it was just all over me, so it wasn't good. Hopefully, we wipe out Amarius Mims before it's all said and done, and get him down to Miami. <laughs> Well, speaking of wiping, speaking of wiping things out, actually, Max Romero just went uh just went yard in uh in the right center field, man. So yeah, what's the score? Four, uh, seven game. four. Seven four. Seven four. Seven four. Well, listen to this. I'm going to give us a 10 4 because we got to take a quick break here in the Kane Gang radio <laughs> show. Coming up, we're going to talk about spring ball. We'll still talk about some Kane's baseball. Obviously, we've got the Hall of Fame banquet coming up here next uh, next Thursday night. We'll get into all that. You listen to the Kane Gang radio show here on Sirius 6 Channel 145. We'll be right back. 
Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad though. idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, 
On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. here on the third segment of the first hour we got the full plethora of guys here uh so besides you blading in the water and besides you dropping f-bombs john <laughs> i i did see something on twitter that you uh became that you now you're doing another show for the obb talk to me I about am. that uh so you know I, I was always doing the state of miami podcast and i take time during the off season i'm you know i love doing this with you guys and this gives me my, my outlet to talk canes once a week and you know, I appreciate you guys bringing me in. I had some stuff going on with, with that, and, and I reached out to Roe because Roe is my guy. Like all those dudes, Toast, I don't know him that well, but I know him, you know, via social media, and I've met him and hung out with him at games. I reached out to Roe, and I said, man, you guys are adding all these different people on here. You Facts. Know? I, like, said, Bro. <laughs> I said, what can I do to get on board? And he immediately was like, you know, let's talk. So he called me. Uh, we, we had some conversations, and he said, look, I've got the Miami stuff, the Kane stuff kind of covered. He goes, but I do want your podcast under our umbrella. So we kind of went back and forth with that. So State of Miami will come back, try to do it once a week during the offseason. It'll definitely be once or twice a week during the regular season when we get to that. But then he asked me, he goes, would you be interested in doing stuff with the Dolphins? And I grew up a Dolphin fan, you know, well chronicled. I worked for the Falcons for a long time, and I am a Falcon fan, so to speak, today. But he said, if you're interested in doing a Dolphins podcast, we're looking for something in the fall. That, you know, again, potentially could get some sponsorship, put some cash in your pocket. And, you know, I've got the NFL uh, package, so I watch the Dolphins anyway. And I said, why not? Let's do it. So partnering with them, I'm excited. You know, I think they've got big things coming. They're working on a bunch of different stuff. And I think with uh, what they potentially can get done here before too long, it was a no-brainer. So I'm really excited about that with what Roe and Scoop and Toast are putting together. And, you know, we'll see where it goes. It's just more outlet for me to talk about Miami during the week and uh, not getting as much trouble during my radio show here in the (laughs) ATL. You know, what's funny is I I started seeing they created like the OBB legend people or whatever. And I'm looking at these guys that they have and I'm like, these fucking, uh, these freaking kids are like, you know, (laughs) sorry, Frank, like these kids, like they're kids, you know what I mean? Like they don't know what it meant to be in the OB, you know? Um, So like, you know, I see guys like Marsh and Jay Hood and, you know, some of these other guys. And I'm like, man, these are just whippersnappers. Like, you know what I mean? But you're right. I did see like some of those guys on it. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't even know how these guys are technically quote unquote, like OB legends. You know what I right. mean? So, right. And I think that was more just the name of the site, but, yeah. and, I, and I don't knock anybody, you know, Marsh is my guy. I think we all have hung out with Marsh and he's such a good kid. And I could say sure. he's a kid now because I could be his dad, which is correct. Which is sad for me and for him at the same time. Uh, but I just like the, I like the idea. And, he, and and I think we all know as you're coming up through the media game, there are times that you're going to do things that don't put as much money in your pocket as you really want to. Yeah. And with startups, you are going to have to get some people that are willing to do things a, a little bit earlier than cash coming in. And it's not, I, I think their idea, and I don't want to give away all their trade secrets. Their idea is going to make money. 
It's just a matter of how quickly and how fast they can grow it. The good thing is, you know, the OBB podcast already has such a such a loyal following, following. and a great audience. They've already got a base for what they want. And, right. you know, I'm hoping I can add some different stuff to them and, you know, add some uh, different insight that maybe other folks don't have there. But either way, again, it's a fun partnership. You know, check them out. Uh, the Orange Bowl boys, you all know them on social media. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I had reached out. Um, I think I had tweeted out one time to Roe, like, I would love to do a collab with Kang Gang and OBB. You know, just, uh, again, obviously – and I know Roe goes back a long way. Um, right. Obviously, we go back a long way. I'm not too familiar with like Toast and those guys and Scoop. You know, I'm not I'm not too familiar and like how old they are or how far back they go. I think um, they're about our age, so they, they definitely go back. Yeah, it would be definitely nice to just literally talk about um, just old school stuff. You know what I mean? Like to, that's something I would I'm trying to work on now is to have a show strictly based on like 80s and 90s you know just like one 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 segment a a month or, you know one show a month just talking old second. school we got two hours a week we could do that anytime <laughs> you want anytime, bro. <laughs> i mean i can go back to we could do old school baseball if you want dan or uh, 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 raider the saver you know raider the saver <laughs> oh yeah we can go back oh, i was listening on 610 wyod back in those yeah, days man the only time i wow. get to see him play was either at the light or on tv when they played in the regional or whatever yeah. it may be, because there was no, not like now where you can go online and see everything. So, yeah, we I were just, we were just idea. talking about Kane's baseball. Literally, we have two, we had two segments really of Kane's baseball. Cause I mean, you figure 14 in a row, you know, they're playing good. They're like number two in the country. Like Gino's got them headed in the right direction. But like right. I mentioned earlier, and we were all talking about the kids are having fun. Right. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's important. Like you, just like in your job, right. You want to be able to go to your job and just, you got to work, right? Whether or not you're you're playing college ball or you're doing that's that's your job. While you're in college, that's your job. Why not have fun at it? And winning makes your job fun. Oh, oh yeah, and I mean, you sweep Virginia. You have the great comeback on Tuesday night against uh, FAU. You know, you've won 14 in a row. You're ranked second. Where I laugh is the Twitter. I don't even know how to call them. Like the Twitter angry folks. You're down and we're mad at everything. Oh my goodness. Gino's doing this wrong. It's like, okay, I'm a, I did not like the job Gino did for a while. I have openly said, I thought coming into this year, it was a make or break year for him. You know, with Dan Radakovich coming in, him having no ties to, to Gino program kind of, you know, going up and down, they'd have moments where they were good. The best part of they've got over the bugaboo of losing on Wednesday nights and Tuesday nights, which the first year or two, you're losing the Florida Gulf Coast and FIU and FAU and, you know, every other directional school in Florida. And I remember earlier this year, they lose 10-5 to UCF. I think that was the last loss they had before this winning streak got going. And everybody's, oh, we got to fire Gino and, you know, hire Greg <laughs> Lovelady and all that good stuff. Gino, and, and, you know, I tweeted something out on, on my State of Miami pod page. And I just said, literally, Dan Radakovich and Mario Cristobal coming in it has affected the basketball and the baseball program. <laughs> Coach L did a great job and Gino's doing a great job, but winning is contagious. And I'm here to tell you, when you see Mario Cristobal coming in your office at 8 million bucks a year and hiring, you know, 50 analysts and everything else and the accountability they keep talking about on the football program, I guarantee Coach L looks over his shoulder, Gino Dabari looks over his shoulder and goes, we can't lose any longer. You know, Facts. we got we to make things happen. And, you know, you love the run that the basketball team made. And now the baseball team legit looks like they're an Omaha type baseball team, which was the standard for 35 years with Ron Frazier and Jim Morris. We need yes, to get sir. back to that. 
What have we been? How long has it been since we've been to Omaha? Four years? Uh, we lost five, the, three, four years because we lost to Florida. Um, I think we, we lost to Florida twice. If I, I'm not mistaken. I, no, it was like 2000, 2016. We that lost to Florida two years. Was it? Was, we lost was that Florida? yonder Alonzo or is that after yonder Alonzo? Because no, oh eight was yonder Alonzo and Jamile. Correct. Weeks. That that's 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 after yonder. Okay. Yeah, that, that was, that's, when we, that's, that's when we had like Jacob Hayward, Zach Collins, okay. yep. William Brew. Yep. That was a good team. That was a team that, yep. if I'm not mistaken, won in the Supers. That, that, like the light was going crazy in the Supers. Yes. Boston College. That yep. was a great re- – oh, my God. That was the bat flip that Edgar ended up doing. Okay. And that their, their, their pitcher basically ended up starting to charge our bench. And I'm like, oh my God, hell no! Yeah, way. I remember that. <laughs> I remember but that. It, it, it's really good to see. And I, like, I saw people today talking about Carson and Palmquist didn't have his best, and he got bombed around a little bit. And oh, so Demario doesn't know what he's doing. What is he doing with Palmquist? Oh, I don't know. He's an All-American pitcher. Everybody has an off night. And I mean, Clayton Kershaw's had off nights. Randy Johnson had off nights. Greg Maddox has off nights. It happens. You're playing a ranked team at home, and you didn't have your best stuff tonight. No big you know, deal. That, you, you brought up a good name in Greg Maddox. You know, like growing up, and we've talked about this before. Like I was a huge Atlanta Braves fan. You know, you talking about like you know Steve Avery and John Smoltz and those guys. I used to love love watching that team. You know, um, you know they just had such good pitchers that like I thought that they would never lose. But you're right. And we were talking about this a little earlier, John, before you got into the, you came onto the show. It's all it takes is, you know, a pitcher to have a bad night and the other team's going yard on you. It just, it happens. You know, mm-hmm. it's baseball, right? Um, it's not rocket science. A guy throws the ball, your job is to hit the ball, you know? And like I brought up, but you got seven defenders. Like, right. don't try to get fancy with the ball. Don't try to like, like, man, throw the ball down there. Let him hit it. Let's like, see what your defense can do. But then again, when you, like Bird was earlier in the season getting on Patelli because he couldn't feel the ground ball, like just, <laughs> you know, don't hit to Patelli. Other than that, you'll be okay. So. Oh, Patelli's balling now, man. He's he's good. <laughs> oh, my word. So, obviously, you know, we got we got about seven more minutes for, uh, before we go to the to the next hour. Um, spring ball's coming up. And, and to mm-hmm. me, earlier, well, you know, when I first got on, I was talking about some things. There's a couple things that I'm excited to see, and I want to touch on it. And – See how you guys think. Obviously, we know TVD going into spring ball is QB1. My right. biggest thing is who's going to battle out for QB2? I think Ja'Curry Brown's put on some good size. He's put on some good muscle. I want to see, does he have what it takes to unseat Jake Garcia? Because, again, Jake Garcia only played in you know one game last year at the Central Connecticut State, and then he got hurt. Like, Or do one of those guys push TVD and unseat TVD? Bert, I'll start with you. And what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, we haven't been able to see much, right? Which is why, uh, which is why Saturday will be uh, will be so great for us, right? Um, you know, look, I I, I love Jacuri. I think uh, I think he's great. I think he's got a great head on his shoulders, you know. But let's be real, man. You know, that's that, that you know, you learn a lot in a year when you're a, when you're a Garcia, right? And um, you know, I just I think he's a little bit ahead right now, right? Just uh, just from an experience standpoint, right? It's kind of the same thing that when you're looking at CVD versus Jake last year. You know, Tyler had, had Tyler had more time on him, right? And uh, I think you learn a lot. And um, you know, when you're when you're injured, 
right? Um, you know, I think you get to focus on a lot of the mental aspects of the game. And I know for a fact, that's what, uh, that's what Jake's been doing. He's been watching tape. He's been watching film, um, you know, when he's, when he's not rehabbing. So, um, you know, let's not forget. I mean, you know, when they were, when, when, when King went down last year, you know, it was, it was a battle between Garcia and, and, and TVD. Right. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think we our, our quarterback room's really healthy right now. And I think for it co- to continue to be healthy, it needs to be, you know, bring one guy in a year and, you know, one guy steps up, it's his team. And, you know, you kind of have that, that train of people going uh, every year. And it's not going to stay perfect like that, but you know, I think for it to continue to be healthy, that's the way it needs to, to line up. John Michaels, what's your take? I, I don't want to see Ja'Curry unseat Jake Garcia at number two, because I think, you know, with the transfer portal, that becomes, hey, if I'm at number three and I'm Jake Garcia, I'm out of here. And I know he said all the right things. And he said he wants to be there and compete and everything else. What he's looking at right now is Tyler Van Dyke's our starter. I don't, I don't think anybody's going to push him and take his job. And nothing in the spring is really, at least from the reports I've read and the little snippet videos we've been able to see from down at practice, nothing like that's going to change. You've got it positioned, I want to say perfectly. Tyler probably leaves after this year if he has the season we all anticipate and goes in the first round of the NFL draft. Jake would then be a redshirt sophomore and be your starting quarterback for hopefully two years. You redshirt Ja'Curry this year where he'd be a redshirt freshman next year and you have a little gap between him and Jake and then you bring in another quarterback who next year you redshirt. I've always been in favor. I'll recruit a quarterback every year. Let them sort themselves out. The last thing I want to get back to is and nothing against Malik and the guys we had backups for Malik Rozier. I don't want to get back to that where I go, if my quarterback gets hurt, I have no chance of winning. Like I think about when Ja'Cory started a year and he gets hurt at, I think it was Virginia or Virginia Tech, and Spencer Whipple has to come in. And when Spencer oh, Whipple man. comes in, you know that there is zero chance. You know, nothing against Peyton Matoka. Great kid. Love that he's there. He has no chance of playing. If he's the type of kid that transfers, I'm not mad. What I don't want to get back to is just having two kids on the roster. So keep them spaced out. You know, if Jake plays perfect and he takes Tyler's job, you know, kudos. That means something perfect has happened. But right now, you've got it set up really nicely. And especially if you sign one of these four or five-star kids coming up in 23, you've got it set up nicely where you've got a good run. And I think I saw ESPN, they had one of those projections. Who's got the best QB room for the next five years? Miami was like fifth or sixth which is awesome to see after years of having Gray Crow and, you know. Uh, <laughs> Gray's my boy, though. Well, Gray's yeah, my boy. Nothing wrong with that. I, he Kevin may Olsen. be your boy. But, yeah, Kevin Olsen, who, who's the FedEx kid's son? Um, <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. need – what was it? Something Smith, because he's Arthur Smith. Cannon, Cannon Smith. Cannon, Cannon Smith. Arthur Smith, the Falcons coach's brother. I don't need to see those days anymore. So, yeah. let Tyler be the quarterback. Let Ja'Curry redshirt this year and go from there. So we got about another, we got about a minute and a half. So we'll get into this. Obviously, you know, Cody Brown no longer with the team. Um, to me, that wasn't a surprise. I thought either him or Thad was going to hit the portal. I'm right. glad Thad decided to stay. I think Thad's a better back. I think he's a, he's a bigger back. Um, I think he's a bruiser, you know. But what I look at is you got an opportunity right now. And I don't want to use the word opportunity. But you have to think about staggerization because at the end of the season, Rooster, Cheney, and Parrish – they're all probably gone, right? Could think be. about that. Could be. I'm saying, but could be. Um, and who do you have coming behind that? Obviously, you got the citizen kid. You know, right. you got Thad. You know, who knows what happens with this uh, this other kid? Um, who's the kid that we're looking at? Because we didn't get Fletcher. Who's the other kid that was uh, Baxter? Oh, 
Yeah, Cedric, Cedric Baxter. Cedric yep. Baxter. So, again, I'm with you, John. I don't care if you get one quarterback, two running backs per class. Right. you got to be able to have depth, and you got to be able to have – you know, again, injuries are key, right? And I said this earlier. If, if Jake doesn't get hurt at that Central Connecticut State, who knows what transpires between right. him and Tyler, right? You, you just don't know. You know, and you brought up a good point. Like, if Tyler goes down, you know, you need somebody who can step up. I think back to, I think it was 98, 99, when Kenny Kelly got demolished yep. up at Va- Vatek and Blacksburg. You didn't really know what Kenny Dorsey was. He came in and got demolished as well. Right. But literally after that, you know what Kenny did. Kenny just we took were the up, ball by the horns. You remember, we were up 10 nothing in that game. <laughs> On the road, uh, Kenny Kelly was having one of his best games. <laughs> he hit a, I think he had a deep ball to Reggie. To Reggie. He lead, and it was 10 zip, and you're feeling great. And then he gets hurt. And poor Ken Dorsey's eyes looked like flying saucers <laughs> who walked in there. And Corey Moore, who was just an absolute buzzsaw off the edge. I remember I had gone back to – I went to college in East Texas. That was the first year I moved to my or moved to Atlanta. And I went back for my school's homecoming. And I'm like, man, I'm going to sit down in my old dorm and we're going to watch the game. And Miami's <laughs> up 10 nothing, And I'm running around like a mental patient. And the next thing you know, it's like 45 <laughs> to 10. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go to the after party. This is well – after party is a good thing to, to touch on right now because it's after our uh, last segment. We got to go to break. Coming up, we're going to talk spring break. We're going to talk uh, – not spring break, spring game. We can talk about spring break too. I'm sure John did something for spring break. But we'll talk about <laughs> spring game. <laughs> and uh, we'll get to talk about University of Miami, some more Canes football. Listen to the Can Gang Radio Show and Sirius XM Channel 145. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, 
or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva, la potra, la caballota, la reina y mi cuy. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, here we are, second hour, running strong, got everybody on board, Ken Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM. Shout out to the Amigo and Frank, you guys holding it down over there at Slam Radio. Um, we're literally just chopping it up and really getting to the meat of the show this week as far as spring, the spring game. Um, any other thing that you're looking at? Obviously, there's been big, the big talk is about the kid out of Georgia. So, John, obviously mm-hmm. you're familiar with this kid, you know, Armis, you know, Ar- was it Armis? How do you yeah. say his last name? Uh, Mims. Amarius. Amarius. Amarius Mims. Yeah, Amarius Mims. Like six, seven, 330 pounder was the number three offensive lineman recruit a couple of years ago. I mean, the kid is a man child. <clears throat> what ended up happening at Georgia, simply he wasn't better than the upperclassmen. And he realized uh, Jamari Sawyer had his time. They, they've got Warren McClendon who plays right tackle. He wants to be a left tackle. He can play right tackle as well. He's not, if he comes to Miami, he's not going to be the left tackle today. That's Zion's job. But he immediately would be the best right tackle we have on campus. Not against John Campbell or DJ Scaife or any of these other guys. You keep Scaife at guard. You allow this kid to go play right tackle, and it's a monster deal. 6'7", 330. I mean, he is the prototypical monster. Now, the fear is, and I'm a realist, he had a very good relationship with Florida State's O-line coach, uh, Atkins. They were a big player. He's from Cochran, Georgia, which is a little uh, one-stop sign type of town in South Georgia. I had a good relationship with him. He was there yesterday. I had to laugh. The war chant posted. He was, he was committed. Oh yeah. And the 24 seven sports wow. up there said, no, no, no. He, he, we got a DM. He is not committed anywhere. I believe he's still there today. And he's supposed to come down to Miami tomorrow and be there for the weekend. Correct. As long as he gets on Miami's campus, we have a chance, you know, Rusty Mansell, who I know very well in his as plugged in as anybody in the Southeast when it comes to recruiting, especially in Georgia. He was the guy last week that came out and said, Mims, it's going to come down to NIL deals. Well, guess what? We've got this billionaire named John Ruiz and his family who have everybody getting a car deal. By the way, John, um, I could use a BMW deal. <laughs> For real. Hell, I could use a Ford Fiesta deal. Shoot, I'll take a Camry. Right. <laughs> I'm not greedy, Bird. Like, let's be real. I'm not greedy. Yeah. Give me one of those electric cars. I don't care. If Give you me somebody to hook that up, I, I know somebody to, who can put the power in for that. So <laughs> I got you on that one. I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. but, but you're right, right? If you think about it, with what Miami is doing with the NIL deals, you look at TVD and his you know, BMW deal, and you look at Leonard Taylor and his and Cam Kitchen and his car deal. Who like, got a caddy today? Somebody got a Cadillac. Oh, the kid from UCLA. UCLA. Booga. Goody. Goody. Yeah, a good day. Like it's these these kids are driving around in like these luxurious whips and they're 18, 19, 20 years old and it's legal. It's not the Shapiro, it's not the Shapiro situation. It's actually legal now, right? We yeah. we talked about this and Vic and Bert and, and Co. I want you guys' opinion. We we've spent a lot of time in Atlanta because Dabo had problems with NIL. Yesterday it came out that Nick Saban said NIL and transfers 
are going to ruin college football. Although Nick Saban, I believe, got four of the top ten transfer portal guys, including Jameer Gibbs. You want a little insight of potential Heisman, like, off the radar? Jameer oh, Gibbs is going to be the best running back in the SEC. Coming out of Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Oh, my God. Now you're playing at Alabama. But the hypocrisy of that of you can't pay players. Get the hell out of here. You guys have been paying players forever. For years. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just off board. Then I saw the, the Twitter dorks today going, Miami's just leasing cars to kids. Here's what an NIL deal is. It's what a car simple. deal is. Yeah. It's a car deal. It's a car deal. Um, I work in radio. You know what? We get car deals. We'll get free cars. But you know what? When the deal is up, you turn the car back in. So you mean to tell me you're going to be mad that Tyler Van Dyke at 19 or 20 is getting a BMW for the rest of his college career and you dorks are making fun of it? Like that that tells me the intelligence level in Gainesville and, and Tallahassee and how low it is. These kids are getting the dream come true. I've never owned a BMW and I'm 47 years old because I can't afford one. Stupid. <laughs> what do you guys no, I think? I, I think what it, I, I think what it comes down to – is, is they see and they know the moves that we're making here. And, I mean, look, you can talk about 4th and 14. You can bring, you know, you can bring anything you want up. You know, that we've been irrelevant for the past 20 years. Guess what? You're right. We have been. But when you look at what's happening here and the movement that's happening here, um, I'd be damn scared if I was in – if I was any of our rivals, I would be frightened and terrified of what we're building again. By the way, another dork moment. Those idiots in Tallahassee really made a today's celebrating 414. Oh Your program gosh. can't be any lower when you finish sub 500 again. You haven't had a winning season since 2017, and you're celebrating a fourth and 14 win over a seven and five Miami team. You want to talk Man. about rent free? Yeah. God, the John, level of talk up here is Jacksonville State. Jacksonville right. State didn't even oh, yeah. celebrate their 410. I, I, I had to deal with a couple of their fans today. Basically, I said, okay, guys, do me a favor. Impress me when you have more notches on the W column than you do the L. Just, just go from there, please. Okay? Oh, Thank you. Tough. We, we talk about this from time to time, and that's probably one of the best things that happened to Miami last year was losing that game, mm-hmm. right? As much as I hate to say we lost to Florida State, it kind of transitioned to where we are today. So if you want to celebrate that, by all means, go ahead. This year when you come to The Rock and you probably get another 50-burger put on you, like, then we could talk about that. You know, I have a bet with my boy. You know, he's a big Florida State fan. Uh, we have a few bets going, um, you know, and, and we'll see how they, you know, parlay throughout the season. But he, he legitimately thinks that Florida State is going to have a better team than they had last year. Miami's going to have a worse team than they had last year. And then Florida State's going to come to The Rock and beat Miami. And I'm like, have you bro, protested him yet? Well, I literally asked him. I'm like, come on, man. There's no way. There literally, there's no way. You He's know, they, he, no fan in the paint with it too. Oh, 100%. the fact that, and, and this will go back to the spring conversation. The fact that we have guys that a year ago were fighting for playing time or transferring away lets you know the difference. And, and nothing gets Cody. Cody Brown literally lives ten minutes down, or not even five minutes from my house. I drove by a year ago, and they had a big sign. You went to Parkview High School. And it said, home of Cody Brown, committed to the – and I said, oh, my God, he lives right here. I didn't want to be stalker and go knock on his door, but I thought about it. But the fact that, you know, Cody Brown was recruited by every SEC school. And committed he, has no, he has no place in Miami. Like, none. Yeah. He's fifth on the depth chart when Citizen shows up. You know, the fact that uh, Austin Cave, who probably should have played a year ago a lot more than he did, he has to get up and leave. 
you know, it lets you know, A, we might be in the mix for that Caleb Johnson kid out of UCLA who's a stud mm-hmm. at linebacker. Yeah, you know, and it just lets you know that competition's key. And I saw our buddies, Caneville, they tweeted out, they think there's going to be five or six more transfer portal guys probably after Sunday or Saturday. Guys are going to realize I'm third or fourth on the depth chart, and Mario's bringing in kids next year. They're going to pass me anyway. Yeah. And we already have freshmen not on campus. But, you know, that to me is where the program has changed in four months. Think about where we could be if you beat FSU. So let me bring this up, John, and, and, and maybe we can circle the room on this question. Does the transfer portal help or hurt, number one, your program? Mm-hmm. But when you look back 20 years ago, and, and I'm talking the University of Miami from, say, I'll just say from 98 to 2004. Do you think any of those guys would hit the transfer portal or would they stay and fight for their job? Honestly, the transfer portal helps the kids. It does put a huge change in the way college football is done. Like you think about that 98 team and you saw young sophomores in Santana Moss and Reggie Wayne and, and you could, Morgan. Yeah, two <laughs> years from now, they're going to be really, really good. And there was no thought of them leaving other than maybe for the NFL. It's so tough now because you can't really you can't really project three years from now what a kid may think. Do I think some kids would have left? Yeah. Um, it, it's just the nature of, the, of life. But I do think 20 years ago, I hate, again, I, every, every week I swear I say this, I hate to feel like an old guy. But I think 20 <laughs> years ago our mindset was different. Today's day and age is all about self-gratification and what can I do today? How many yeah. likes can I get on social media? How much can Fast. it be me, 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 me? And how quickly can I go be a starter? You know, kids, yeah. if I'm a five-star and I've had my butt kissed for four years through high school and I get to a program and realize maybe I was just a big fish in a little pond and I'm not as good as I think I am, but I can go be good somewhere else. The nature of kids today is is to pack up and leave. Yeah. It's, I mean, again, I, I go back to, you know, we talk about, you want to say the 98, you talk about sophomores, you know, you guys, a kid like Dan Morgan sitting behind a Nate Webster, you know, like that would be a prime opportunity if Nate decides to stay and not go to the NFL. Someone like that said, well, let me just go somewhere else. Cause again, as, and, and I'll be the first one to say it. I still feel like Dan Morgan was the best linebacker to ever come out of the university of Miami. But if it wasn't for Nate going to the NFL early, who knows if Dan really gets on the field? It goes back to, again, if Frank Gore doesn't blow his knee out, do you really see McGahee? Because I think Frank Gore was going to unseat McGahee for, you know, RB1. Even unseat. He was the starter. <laughs> there was no t- yeah. McGahee was the backup. You know what I mean? And, so it's, and, it's it's crazy. And Dan Morgan came in as a fullback. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. From Tara Bella Correct. High. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah, bro. Because someone tweeted out the other day about Ray Lewis being the best linebacker at Miami. And, I, I don't know. Like, I think Bird, you tagged me like, oh, what do you think about this? And my 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 take has never changed. And and you look at linebackers who played at University of Miami. I mean, Jesse Armstead was just an absolute beast, right? Like Jesse, you know, you go to that Bermuda Triangle with Jesse, Darren, and Michael uh, Barrow, and Michael Barrow, right? You, you look at that. But, you know, even look at someone like Sean Spence who came in as a freshman and just like balled out and, and Denzel, like – there was just something about Dan and the way that he played that game. Like it was straight balls to the wall. Like, and again, the only player in college football to win all three, you know, defensive player of the year awards 
Like that speaks volumes for somebody. That's the national media, the national writer saying this guy is this winner, this winner, and this winner. You don't see that today. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but we have opinions, right? They're just like buttholes. Like everybody has one, right? I just, <laughs> they all stink. <laughs> so my opinion is Dan Morgan is the best linebacker to ever come out of the University of Miami. You know, yeah, you know, Ray was probably the best pro, right? When you look at it, you look at the pro linebacker. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Super Bowl rings and all that, but you talk about what they did when they were here. I mean, Dan was special, man. Yeah. You know? So, so going back to the spring game, um, Obviously, there's a lot of talk about our receivers because, again, we have a plethora of receivers. You know, Jacoby George's name keeps popping up. Believe it or not, Dazzin Worsham's been getting a lot of burn, and he's been getting, you know, Xavier Restrepo, Bashard Smith, but, you know, Keyshawn Smith. Um, tell me a little bit of what you guys are thinking about the wide receiver and who do you guys see. Um, give me three guys that you see starting week one. And don't all speak at once. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll go first. Right. Um, so I think you got, I think, uh, I think George is the alpha right now. Right. He's kind of separated himself. So I think easy to start there. Um, I still, I'm a big Romello Brinson fan. Um, you know, I think he's, I think he's going to be special. He hasn't, hasn't really, uh, or hasn't played all spring. Right. He hasn't been practicing. Uh, but I think come fall camp, I think he's going to win the other job. Right. Which would push Keyshawn Smith out. Um, and then I think you got X in the slot, man. I think X is, is, is going to be a dominant guy in the, uh, in the slot for us, but uh, you're going to see a lot of guys out there, right? Just because a guy's not starting doesn't mean he's not going to play. So, you know, whoever ends up being on the bench, be it, you know, if it's Keyshawn, he'll still see burn. Um, same thing, Bashard Smith, we're going to see out there. So, um, you know, I mean, we, well, we've got Frank Ladson too, which yes, <laughs> is another sir. guy I actually, actually forgot about for a minute, but yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd still stand by Brinson and and, and Jacoby George and, and X as my guys. John, what you got? I still think Keyshawn's starting. Um, Keyshawn, he was really good last year as the number two. Uh, I could very well see. I know Jacoby's getting a lot of uh, recognition during spring, but I think Keyshawn is the alpha. I think Keyshawn, okay. the speed, the size, the separation, he reminds me a little bit of a smaller Andre Johnson, and maybe it's because he wears the number. <laughs> but it's the build, you know, it's the way that he goes about his business, the way he runs routes. I do think X will start in the slot. I think you'll see on the opposite side. The crazy thing is everything I've read about Frankie Ladson is he hadn't popped. Like he's made some plays, but he hasn't been overly impressive. And I thought he was going to walk in, Vic, and be the number one. I, I think agree. he'll get earned, but I, I think it'll be Keyshawn, it'll be Jacoby, and it's going to be X. It'll be your three starters if you go a three, a three receiver set. And then you'll see everybody else kind of rotating in. You know, I'll jump on on this because, you know, just because you're starting, that doesn't mean anything. Most of the times your backups get more PT than your starters do anyway. So, you know, just like in basketball, right? You know, you you look at right now the Miami Heat, and and I'm hoping the Atlanta Falcons pull off a win against Cleveland so, you know, we can just kind of sweep your old – your old Hawks up there, Johnny. <laughs> I know you're not I'm a Hawks fan. I, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just messing with him. Um, but, you know, you look, look what Tyler Hero is doing coming off the bench, right? Like, sometimes your guys coming off the bench are actually more productive. You know, right. you're a little bit more hungrier, right? Like, you want to get into the game. You want to play. Uh, to me, I think Miami has enough. You know, I want to see what's going to happen with, like, a Michael Redding. I think the kid has, the, like, the complete tools, the body, the size, the speed to really dominate a game. I agree with you, John. I think Keyshawn Smith has the total package. Um, you know, I know that X is probably getting a lot of reps because 
he's roommates with TVD as well. So like they can talk about a lot of things. They can go over film a lot more. Like there's, you know, they can build a nice little chemistry and continuity between them as well. So um, I don't know. We'll see what happens again. Injuries play a role in there. You never know what can happen. Someone can roll an ankle. Someone can break a finger. You know, it's just, it's football, right? Things can happen. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and go to break here on the King gang radio show coming up. Um, I want to talk about some defensive stuff on the side, on the other side of the other side of the coin. And uh, we'll be right back. Bear with us, please. Sponsors time coming up. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me 
don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can, and the word don't is the word do, and the word won't is the word one, and in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. Take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. All right, defense time here on the spring, uh, the Ken Gang Radio Show talking spring ball. Um, the only thing that stinks about spring ball, let me just be honest, it's like you have a dead period of like four months like or three months, and it's like, oh, man. So earlier in the show when I was by myself, I was like, you know what? The great thing about spring is as soon as it's over, Twitter, text messages, phone calls, social media, we're all going to critique everything that we saw, which absolutely means nothing in the spring, but we're going to make it our yeah. life for the next 24 hours, right? Because that's all we got, man. That's all we do, you know? So um, we it, it's one of those down. things. I would say we could all break down the FPI rankings of ESPN, <laughs> which were utterly ridiculous. But Texas hit Auburn in the top 10. I said, you, you might as well have had a, a nine-year-old pick names out of a hat to put exactly. it in the top 10. And, and people get bent out of shape about that, but – I like the summer. I'm a big, this is the one time I actually read uh, outside of scrolling social media. When the preview magazines come out, I'll go buy four of them and it's great toilet material. Sit down when you got to, you know, take care of your business. I'll read Phil Steele from front to back. Yeah. Phil Steele's got the best one, man. The best. It's fantastic. But yeah, I'll buy that stuff. So I don't, you know, I don't dislike, I know when I get to summer, football's right around the corner. Correct. I'll go work on my tan. I got to be like Bird and drop about 20 because I've gained it over the last month or two uh, and go from there. If we, if we tighten out, they scored again. Cody, yeah, <laughs> you picked a great time to pull the game back up, man. Bases are loaded, and uh, we're trying to get out of this here. Oh, <laughs> sorry, my bad. It's two outs. <laughs> two, yeah, two count, two outs. <laughs> I got to bring up my yeah. guy. He's related to Maria somehow. Last name's Torres. So, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very distantly, right? <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's her third cousin, sister, brothers, you know, nieces, dogs, nephew, or something like that. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but uh, it happens. You know, I'm excited to see the defense. You know, I was, uh, I had a fortunate, you know, uh, opportunity last week to go to lunch with my favorite player. Don't need to mention names, but anyway, we had, had an opportunity to talk a little bit. And uh, we were talking about the defensive line because, you know, th- this person was really just kind of keen in and checking out the D line. Um, and then later on that day, I actually went to the FAU game, spring game. I wanted to kind of support Nikozi Perry and, you know, kind of show him some love. Mm-hmm. Obviously, 
I walk them to FAU. Everybody's wearing like blue and blue and red, you know, go owls. I literally just rock up in there and I'm rocking orange and green head to toe. He did not go yard on a slammer. Oh no. Okay. No. Um, anyway, it's clear. All right, let me pull this Take down. down. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> <Take that down. laughs> damn it, so, damn it, go. So I literally, I, I walk in there head. To, you ever go to a stadium when, you know, like, well, it's in a way, like, you ever go to a stadium and it's neither your team or another team, but you're wearing someone else's team and people just stare at you, right? Like, oh yeah, that, that, was, water. that was so me. Obviously, it's a, it's the uh, uh, Florida Atlantic Owls spring game and I'm rocking UM gear, right? So <laughs> I walk down to row one and I see Cozy out there and he's with his, bro, I'm such an idiot. He's out there with his, like the OC and all the taggers are all out there. They're on like the, the 10 yard line huddled up and I just start yelling, Cozy! What's up, dog? And I'm throwing up the U and stuff, and everybody's looking at me. <laughs> and I'm sure Willie Taggart loves that. Kosey, who had the huge comeback against him in 18, now he's your quarterback, and you got you down on the sideline throwing up the U. Oh, my word, right? So, But the funny thing is, Kosey turns around and acknowledges me. He's like, yeah, what's up? You know what I'm like? Oh, this is great. So the whole the whole spring game, I'm just yelling Kosey's name, right? And like, I got everybody surrounding me just, like, looking at me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm an idiot. But whatever, so – um, halftime comes and I pop up like, you know, Maria, she just keeps her head down. She's like, this guy's an idiot. She's literally looking at me like, <laughs> I have no idea why I married you. But anyway, we go up to, uh, go to the concession stand. So I walk up the stairs and I see this dude literally decked in orange and green. And I'm like, you know, you, you know, you just give him one of these sup, you know what I mean? Like just right. give him a little head now. What's up? And then I'm looking at the dude and I'm like, hold up. Like, bro, I know you. And he's looking at me and I'm looking at him like, What's up, 4-4? So it was Antonio Moultrie and the kid that transferred for UAB. Oh, wow. So his brother plays at FAU. So, he, you know, you know, his brother's a linebacker, number 49 at FAU. But, you know, again, then we start talking. You know, we start chopping it up a little bit. And I'm like – because I remember when he played uh, – when it, COVID season 2020, he literally killed our left tackle or our right tackle. Like, he literally mm-hmm. had a lot of burn against us. So we just start talking a little bit and, uh, you know, getting to know him. I was asking him some questions on how he felt about – you know, the new acquisitions with, you know, Coach Joe and then bringing Jason Taylor in there and, you know, just different guys. And he's like, it's it's just different. He goes, and not just those coaches. He's like, you know, you see the, you know, Warren Saps walking over and start talking to you and, you know, trying to give you some techniques and some some pointers. And, like, that's what Miami brings, right? Like, that's what that brotherhood is all about. So it was good just to be able to talk to somebody. You know, again, he was sitting there. People were looking at this guy too, like, who's this guy in the Miami, you know, outfit? But Lily, head to toe, all Miami came from the, their spring practice. Um, I kind of knew who he was because he had his UAB, you know, kind of mm. lanyard and his Miami lanyard. So I right. kind of put two and two together, you know, yeah. and I knew who he was. But uh, you know, I think the defensive line, John. I think I think that's going to be critical this year, right? Because if you look at our linebackers, you know, there's a lot of praise going on with Wesley Besaint and you know how he's adapted, how he's put on size. The fact remains, he's still a freshman, right. probably going to make a lot of freshman mistakes, but. I would rather have someone like Wesley Bissane as a freshman who's can mold and who can grow. You know what you're getting from a Corey flag. I don't even know why Wayman Steed still still at the University of Miami. Obviously, Bradley Jennings transferred to Indiana. Like, who really do we have as linebackers? Hopefully, we can get some. You know, you talk about Caleb Johnson from you, you know, UCLA. But like, we really need linebackers. When's the last time Miami? And I'll go back and I'll say probably Denzel. When's the last time Miami's had a solidified middle linebacker? Well, let, let, let me Shaq, ask you this. Shaq. Shaq was Shaq, a okay. solidified. 
Yeah, we got four sure. good years out of Shaq. Yeah. But here's the Please. thing, the, man, the Manny defense, and I know Shaq made a name for himself in it, but like to me, I think Corey Flagg still has a lot of potential, man. I mean, that Manny defense was basically just telling your linebackers, just sit back and react, right? Um, you know, there was no coaching. There was no strategy behind where those guys were being deployed. Um, I think Flagg has a great head on his shoulders, and I think he's got the ability to to be good. Maybe not great, but to be serviceable back there and to be at least better than he was last year. Bird, to your point, the the lack of fundamental or the lack of scheme integrity that Manny Diaz had, when it worked and the havoc he could cause, it was fantastic. You know, but he would spend a lot of times where he'd send two linebackers in the same gap on a gap. (laughs) That doesn't get home. You're talking about nothing in the middle of the field and linemen or whomever roaming free in your secondary ready to hunt. When you had a Michael Pinckney and Zach was playing linebacker and Shaq was there, sometimes that lack of gap integrity worked because you had great instinctual linebackers. Pink and Shaq had great instincts. Zach had great instincts. You know, eventually teams started to figure out, hey, if we spread this team out and we make our linebackers cover receivers or we go to three wide and he doesn't change it, it just didn't work. And the first year that he went to the striker and he had, what's my man with the long hair? Uh, third Romeo Finley. Romeo, Romeo Finley. Finley. Romeo Finley was a football player. Yes. So you could have him do things that, you know, unfortunately Gill probably wasn't big enough to play striker. You didn't really have a prototypical striker. Kevin Steele has been a defensive coordinator in the SEC for as long as you can remember. I think, and I, Bert, I like your point. I think a guy like Corey Flagg, A, drop 10, 15 pounds from where you were a year ago, pick up a little foot speed. But defensive integrity is going to make some of these kids look better. How about Avery Huff? I've heard his name for two years. He couldn't learn the playbook. Uh, maybe now he learns the playbook. He's a physical freak, and you get him out there and you allow him to make plays. I think the coaching change will make a big change on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. I think it gives the kids an opportunity. It's so I, I, I literally, I talked about this earlier. If you go back and like listen to the first seven minutes of the show, when I was by myself, <laughs> I brought it up, right? Sometimes a change of coaching gives a player a better opportunity to be seen mm-hmm. and to get on the field. Because again, you can get into the doghouse really quick. Don't show up for practice, miss right. a class, do this, do that. I don't care how good you are. Next thing you know, coaches, you know, they're blackballing you and they're keeping you on the sideline. Avery Huff, I think, is a phenomenal uh, talent that just needs to be molded the right way. I look at Avery Huff, and I'm not saying he's this guy, but I think he reminds me a little bit of like a Willie Williams. You just got to let him play, right? Right. If he makes a mistake, he makes a mistake. That's why you have 10 other people to cover that guy, you know? You miss an assignment? Okay, well, here's your here's your DB filling that hole. Or, hey, I got you, man. You know, listen, next time just, you know, run it this way. But I think yep. Avery's probably our biggest linebacker, you mm-hmm. know, as far as build-wise. He's fast. He plays with a lot of emotion. He literally, like, he'll give you everything he has. He just needs an opportunity, you know. Yep. Um, TAC, Cody Brown, I wish them all the best. You know, again, it's it's one of those things. And if we lose more guys after after Saturday, you know, listen, I wish you guys all the best. Mario I knows what he's doing, right? Mario knows I what would, he's doing. I would assume we probably have two offensive linemen leave, especially if Amarius Mims decides to come to Miami. Probably have at least mm-hmm. two guys who are buried on the depth chart that probably leave. 
You might have another linebacker leave. Who knows? Uh, you know, I would not be surprised if there's a receiver that looks around and goes, there's nine guys in front of me. I'm not going to play. You know, yeah. you could see some of that attrition happen. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if Peyton uh, at quarterback decides to leave. Because, again, you're, you're not going to see the field. I mean, it's yeah. just a fact of the matter that's going to happen. So I'm not mad at that. I'd rather have the competition that we have now than anything else. My interest more than anything, I know low, I know linebacker is a huge point of contention on the team. What happens on the D-line? Like, we're all assuming Leonard Taylor makes that big step and goes from a freshman who didn't get on the field enough, he earned it, but wasn't getting out there enough, to being a dominant force. But that's a lot to ask as a sophomore, as an interior defensive lineman. Who else steps up? You know, we think Jafari Harvey's going to be pretty good. We think he can be there. Is there what about other- like an Elijah Roberts? What about like an right. Elijah Roberts, you know? Um, He's versatile. You know, Elijah Jerry Henderson is- Hunt. Like, what about those guys? I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing, again, Antonio Moulton, number 44. Mm-hmm. But I want to see what Jordan Miller does. I think Jordan Miller has changed his body around to, you know, plug the gap. Because, j- again, we can say we're old school, right? Right. Where is your Jerome Browns, your Cortez Kennedys, your Russell Marylands, your Warren Saps, your Vince Wolforts? Where are those guys to plug the hole to allow your linebackers to have free reign to the quarterback and to the running back? That's what I want to see. They're not there. They're uh, not. Unfortunately, you're not getting enough Leonard Taylors on your football team. You're not getting enough of those recruits. I like Harrison Hunt. I think, you know, he's one of those good penetrating D tackles. He's a little light in the rear end. You, know, you think about it. You talked about Jerome Brown, Warren Satin. I know Warren was 6'2 and 285. It was also in the 1990s. Where's Cortez Kennedy at 310 pounds, who was a, a, a dominant force? Vince was playing at probably 340, but had footwork to get back there. Georgia wins because Jordan Davis is that kind of guy. Which, by the way, he came in our studio the other day. How big? <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. He's that dude, huh? It's it's ridiculous. He's six six and probably three sixty. All of 360. But he's not sloppy. Like, it's not a sloppy three. Like, I'm 230, and there's some, there's a, there's a nice soft middle section to me. I'm, I'm, I'm more of an optimal, you know, when I was at 210 two years ago, I was at a much more optimal playing weight than I am at 230. You look at Jordan Davis, you go, what the, what are they feeding this kid? But Georgia has established that. You look at the guys that Alabama has on the defensive line over the years, whether it's Quinn and Williams or Mount Cody years ago, that's how you win national championships. And we got to get back to that. Correct. When that happens, um, that, that'll that be some better things for this football team. You can't just win by speed, right? You got to be able to plug holes. You know, right. and, and again, I feel like this is where I feel like Mario is the best candidate to lead the University of Miami. He knows what it's going to take from the offensive side of the ball, from the trench, and the defensive side of the line. You know, we, we did get the kid, Dennis, Dennis or whatever it was, that went to Oregon from Miami. You know, we got him. Is he more just a depth guy? You know, you can't have enough depth. One guy that I'm actually really excited about, and I don't know if he's going to get a lot of burn, is Mike McLaughlin. Like, I think that kid can turn out to be a tremendous asset at the University of Miami. The kid's 6'8". I think he's about 280, 290 right now. Wow. Um, but, bro, like, that's a big boy, you know? Big arm span, big wingspan. Don't really know how his feet work are, you know, how his footwork is on, on the line. But Mario's starting to build it from the inside out. You got to understand, and I think we would all agree, 
you're going to get your skill players. You're going to get your speed. You're going to get your receivers. You're going to get your quarterbacks. You're going to get your running backs. But if you don't have an O-line and a D-line, you ain't doing the, nothing. The battle is won in the trenches. Case closed. Well, that's, that's kind of the whole thing with this entire spring ball, right? I think Mario comes in and he says, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna set, I'm going to be hard on these guys and I'm going to push them mentally. I'm going to push them. I'm going to have Feld pushing them physically. Um, and he's going to separate the, men's from, the men from the boys, right? And I just love that we're bringing people in uh, to create competition, right? And to say, look, no job is safe, right? I mean, you know, you pretty much know if you're Tyler Van Dyke, you're the starting quarterback, right? But, you know, pretty much everybody else, like, you know, you're going to have to get in there and you're going to have to earn it on that field. And you're earning it in spring ball and you're earning it in fall ball. And, you know, a lot of these guys are going to get pushed out and that's okay. We'll, we'll wish them the best. You know, I'm not going to sit there and speculate on who's going to leave because I'm not, I'm not close enough to, to know or to, to, you know, to make those predictions again, you know, we're not insiders here at the Kane gang, you know, but nope, not at all, not, an insider. not at all, no, not insiders, but you know, I, I mean, I love it, man. I love the this the sense of competition that it's creating and the fact that there's so many offensive linemen that are coming in here. And uh, you know, look, the cream's gonna rise to the top, man. And you know, yeah, and I hate I hate the comparison to Georgia. I just unfortunately have to watch more Georgia football than I really want to. Their <laughs> offensive line, you know, you're talking about guys on average that are six five, three thirty, and they're earth movers. When yeah. when things got tough for them, it wasn't wasn't Stetson Bennett getting back there slinging it 40 times. Matter of fact, the one time that he really had to throw it was in the SEC title game against Alabama. They got their ass kicked. It was those big five guys up front moving people off the ball and And their defensive line. Yeah, You want to know how you beat Alabama in the national title game? Their defensive line lived in the backfield. Their linebackers, I mean, Channing Tindall, N'Kobe Dean, those guys went up and knocked your ding-ding in the dirt. And they came with bad intention. I'll never forget in the title game, Alabama had a second and three at like the it might have been second and goal at the three yard line and the tight end ran a little stick route and Georgia ended up not I think a matter of fact I think, the the ball end, I think the tight end dropped it but Tyndall made a wrong step and N'Kobe Dean got in his ass what are you doing <laughs> blah 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 and they ended up holding him to a field goal that's the yeah. accountability I want to get back to with Miami. Facts. But I want guys like Jordan. And you're not going to find Jordan Davis. And the funny thing, Jordan Davis is a three-star recruit. It's not like he was some five-star stud. He was a six-six kind of sloppy big guy out of – I think he was from North Carolina. And just molded himself. We got to find those guys, but we also have to find the Leonard Taylors that are going to come in and be stars from day one. Right, right, right. Well, listen, we got one more episode coming up on the Kang Gang Show. Uh, bear with us. We got to take a quick break for our sponsors to do their job. When we come back, we got a brief little talk about the Hall of Fame banquet coming up next week with our uh, Hall of Fame, you know, member Vic, uh, you know, associate over there. So give us a minute. We'll be right back. We'll talk some more football and talk about the Hall of Fame. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. 
But you I'm see why it's a bad though. idea to do that? I didn't cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you were gonna be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then you oh, give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good, good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> You can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't. of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 294.9, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Okay, last segment here, hour number two. I was just literally singing a song, like why I was on break. You guys remember the song? I don't know if I should sing it. Sing Ebony it. and Ivory <laughs> live together in perfect 
Harmony. I'm trying to figure out why that song's in your head. I have no idea. <laughs> the, 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 side the, by side. The, I got an earworm up, man. The, 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 <laughs> put it this way. Paul McCartney's just like freaking out right now. So <laughs> Again, man, when you're old, your mind just does different tricks on you. You know the old Ghetto Boy song, right? My mind's playing tricks on me. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. That's what it is, man. So. I have a tamponing mix with that. Oh, bro. Like, so I, I was thinking... I, I tried to play to that for all day yesterday. All day yesterday Finner, was pony. Former Falcon Bird, Brian Finner, and riding with me up to North Carolina because I do the show with him. And yep. you know, we like when I say we could not be any different when it comes to upbringing, you know, lifestyle, whatever. Great dude, I love Finn. He, he's one of my favorite people to work with. But we were laughing about what the road trip music was going to be like, and I told him, I said, you know, play whatever. I don't care. I kind of I have an eclectic taste of music. We got about halfway up there, and I'm like, I'm going to put on some Florida, man. I put on literally mind tra- playing tricks on you, Slick Vic, the uh, Jam Pony Express mix, and Finn looks at me and goes, what the hell is this? I said, trust me, if you didn't grow up in Florida, you probably didn't like it, and you're probably <laughs> not going to like it. So I let him hear about a minute of it, and that was it. Uh-oh. Got that high quality audio here on the thing, game. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than your phone next to a headphone. Yeah. Yep. How you shake it? That's the best. Oh, girl, don't you fake it. <laughs> That's like the best line ever. Oh, girl, don't you fake it. All right, so here we are. We got a last segment. We're going to talk big, a little bit of Hall of Fame. Uh, nice banquet. Obviously, we didn't have a banquet in 2021 because due to COVID. Uh, I've got a long list of uh, inductees. Um, it's probably going to be a long night. Hopefully they limit the, uh, you know, your acceptance speeches to about four minutes per person. This way I can just get my food, get my autographs and say, see you later, Vic. I'll see you next year. Um, talk a little bit Thanks. about Vic. Talk, talk a little about the Hall of Fame. Tell me what's going on with it. Uh, I mean, again, we return now to form after two years. Basically, we're having our 52nd banquet. Okay. It's probably the pinnacle event for the Hall. Okay, every single year, basically. This year, it's going to be our first year at the Doubletree okay, Hotel, basically, which is right off 836, Miami Airport Convention Center, basically. Uh, again, we're highlighted, at least football-wise, basically. We've got Cleveland Gary, okay, from back in the 80s. Nice. He's going to be inducted, basically. Uh, got Kevin Williams coming in. Okay, we also end up having uh, DJ Williams as well, okay? Um, on the basketball side, we've got Jack McClinton and Johnny Hensley that's going to get inducted. Okay, on the baseball side, we've got Jeff Alkire and then also Yasmani Grandal, and then plus some of the other athletes. We have like about a total of about 18 inductees basically that are coming through this time. Um, I will say this being part, I've gone through the banquets since 2006, okay, and been part of the overall hall since like about 2010. The great thing about this event is, and I mean, as Derek can attest to, since he's been to at least maybe the last four or five, give or take, basically, and Derek will be one of those guys, and I'll tell a funny story about Derek in a couple minutes that uh, you know, <laughs> Ryan's helping for, and it's uh, you'll end up basically meeting some of the guys that have been inducted in years past, basically, and it's probably, if you're like an ultimate Miami Hurricane fan, it's the place mm-hmm. to be. You know, you'll end up coming across some of the best speeches that I've ever seen. I mean, t- Ray Lewis back in 2006, okay, was probably one of those great speeches. And also Leonard Hamilton, who's a coach up at uh, FSU, used to be our basketball coach down here, got inducted the same year. Uh, Ray Bellamy, who was the first African-American football player that we ended up admitting, basically, probably gave one of the most inspirational speeches I've ever heard. 
Um, Vince Wolfert from a couple years ago, you know, goes up to give a speech and he just basically says, I want to say what I want to say. Don't put a time on me. Case closed, which I thought was hilarious, basically. You know, and then you'll end up like having like side little, it's always like little stories that you could tell, basically, like some of those experiences. I mean, again, good example with Jeremy Shockey got admitted a couple years ago, basically inducted a couple years ago. Derek being one of the craziest white men that I know, basically. Okay. Now, this is a formal event. So you end up having your cocktail hour beforehand, and then you have the formal banquet with the dinner and the presentations and everything, basically. You see Derek out on the cocktail floor, aside with Jeremy Shockey comparing tattoos, which I thought was hilarious, basically. People want to talk about Jeremy Shockey's like little, you know, his his you know, like half sleeve with his American flag and eagle. Like, bro, I had to Correct. I had to represent and show mine. Like I <laughs> Like, I, I thought it was serious, but the great thing about our table basically is that we'll, we'll probably be the table that most likely needs bail by the end of the night, basically. No doubt about it. So, <laughs> well, that's a, I, I truly have a good time. That is Miami. When you say you might need bail, that is Miami to the fullest. <laughs> oh, no doubt about it. I mean, look, we're the ones that will end up between him and between Derek and JD. Oh, please. Those are the two hell raisers on the floor right there. No doubt about it. The, the problem yeah. is, the, the problem is you go to the Hall of Fame and it's a bunch of stiffs. You got a bunch of gray hair, Olive Garden, Geritol guys who literally, you know, that, yes, yes. I'm in the back, like, I'm yelling, like, when Vince is going up there, I'm like, oh, 75. Yeah, because we'll be be sitting on the wings, and the players and the inductees will come in from our side, okay? And then you'll see Derek, like, like, I see you. This is when Antrell Roll got inducted a couple years ago. I was like, I see you, number six. (laughs) Bro, you never fumbled, man. Bro, I'm you literally gonna fumble. have a sign that says Cleveland Gary didn't fumble. <laughs> you know, Miami got it, screwed out of two national titles. Yep. I agree. 1988, Cleveland Gary, and Only 2002 two? against uh, I, I think. Two, I, how about 2000 when the BCS computers completely stuck okay, on the Okay, three. Oh, yeah, three. Yeah, we'll do three. It'll be in Oklahoma by 30 that night. Easy. At, sure, at yeah. the Rock, too? Come oh. on, man. Blow Florida, State, they, they, Florida State managed a safety at the end of the game. You you just get a, you get two points. That's like a like, participation trophy. That's exactly what you get. Chris Winky is actually now the QB coach at Georgia Tech. I'm trying to get Joe uh, Hamilton to bring him in studio with us because no I want I want to bust his chops. Oh, I absolutely because I called them. I coined the phrase the boohoo boys when we beat them in 2000 because I was sitting on about the 10 yard line on the FSU side where they missed the field goal right by the closed end zone. At yep. the old OB. And as they're leaving the field, Snoop Menace, Chris Winky, they're all boohoo crying. And I was like, cry out, blank asses off our field. So we call them the <laughs> boohoo boys from then. I won't I won't disrespect Chris if we have him in studio. I'm more of a professional now than I was yeah. in 2000. 2000, I was a drunk idiot. Well, but John, you remember that game, right? Go ahead, you go ahead, Bird. No, I was like, John, you got to do it subtly. So I think when he comes in, you should be wearing like you know, just like a jacket, like a you know, just like a basic, like a Nike jacket. Don't right. let him see anything, and wait till the interview starts, right? right. Wait till you guys are live on the air, and then just kind of quietly take your jacket off and let him I see have that a shirt. And have then a just kind of look shirt. right over at him, give him a little. Uh, you know, uh, maybe I'll him... sit wide right of him. I'll sit a little oh. off to the right. No, I normally sit over there, but this time I decided to sit to you to so, wide John, to your right. If you were at that game, then you remember how hot it was, how they had no liquid after halftime. It was oh. a complete sweat box, and so, people were passing out left and right. So I have to tell the full story. 
Bring that it on. Was, that was my first ever live Miami FSU game. I couldn't afford My family could not afford tickets in the 80s and 90s. We just couldn't afford them. Um, so I was living here, and I got a couple of buddies, Carlos and Dave, who lived in Palm Beach. And they were like, we got it. Dave calls me, and he's an FSU fan. He goes, I have 15 tickets for Miami FSU, three rows from the field on the 10-yard line. You have to come down. All right, I'll come down. So I fly down Friday. He's got a group of us, and they had apartments in Palm Beach right off of uh, – like right off forty, like right off Palm Beach Lakes, maybe Forty Fifth Street area. Nice uh, blue heron. <laughs> where they were called tennis towers, and we called oh, yeah. it Beverly Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero of Palm Beach because all the twenty somethings that graduated high school in Palm Beach moved to tennis towers. We go there. Well, Dave was a manager at Duffy's, the bar right there in Palm Beach, and he may have knew a lot of exotic dancers. So he brings all these exotic dancers over to his house Friday night. We ended up partying with these girls, partying with these girls until about four in the morning. Mind you, it's a noon kick at the OB the next day. We are hammered going to bed at 4 a.m. Two-hour drive? Wait, no, about 45 minutes. Dave flies. 45 minutes oh. to an hour to the OB. We wake up at 7. We've had three hours of sleep. I've, I've drank a half a bottle of Hennessy, and we go down to the oh. OB, go to college game day across the street, and that's what we were. We had the signs that were saying "spank your winky," uh, because we were playing Chris Winky in Florida State, and we were chanting "blank you Corso," not "blank" being the word. Oh, I know. I was hammer. Oh, when I say hammer time, this, and this is where you get to the hot part of the story. Halftime, they run out of water, so the only thing I'm drinking is Sprite. That's all they have as far as liquid goes in our section. I start cramping up in the fourth quarter as a fan. In between plays, from my chest down, is catching full body cramps. And I have to sit down to alleviate the cramps. My two friends are picking me up between plays to stretch me out to scream. Oh we leave the game. Miami obviously wins. We leave the game. I literally take my hands and dunk them in somebody's like cooler of melted ice and start drinking that filth because oh there was no God. water in the open. Yeah. People That's don't realize story. Yeah, and but people don't realize. So Dan Morgan had a phenomenal first half. Well, Dan Morgan doesn't come back in the second half of the game. Get an IV. He's getting IVs. IV. Well, then here you see Vilma coming in, and Vilma's running the show at middle linebacker as a freshman. And you're like, where's Dan at? But what a opportunity for a fan to watch a game like that back and forth. And it's funny you say that was your first live game against FSU. Yep. That was mine as well. No I became way. I became a season ticket holder in 98. I mean, I went to a few games, but I went in 98. And then, uh, uh, so yeah, that was my first FSU, like literally game. Because uh, mm -hmm. the year prior, 99, we were up, we were up in Tallahassee. Time. So again, I got tickets right after the UCLA game. Like I went to, okay. I, bet I saw Houston and I saw Washington, just a couple little games scattered throughout from 91 to 98. Um, but after that UCLA game in 98, I got season tickets. So 2000, Florida State's coming here. That's just like, you know, in, uh, was it 2000? When Michael Vick came here against Votech or 01, whatever it was when he oh, was, was hurt. 2000. 2000, right? 2000. So Votech. Like, back down for that game as well. Michael Vick's hurt. I'm like, okay, that's a good thing because Michael Vick was just a different animal, right? Oh, so yeah. I'm like, okay, well, at least we don't have to deal with Michael Vick. And everybody's like, we want Vick. And I'm like, no, no, we don't. <laughs> like, We don't want to <laughs> see Michael Vick. Um, but yeah, man, it's just, you know, you look back and you just see how good we had it compared to where we are now, mm. you know, but I think Mario can get us back, but college football has changed. 
like the parody in college football has just gotten so much better. It's just, again, the Big East, I love the Big East. I love the old Big East jerseys that we used to have. I love the old Nike mesh jerseys. You know, it's just, there was something about that. But going to the OB as a youngster, and I say youngster, I was in my mid-20s. Man, that was just, I looked forward to that, man. We we used to park, when we first started going down there, believe it or not, we parked at the, uh, new, the, at the new river. We would park right by the Winn-Dixie. We would walk up the hill, walk over the bridge, then walk down A Street. You know, then we started realizing, oh, shoot, we can park over here, no blocky, which we all know that you were blocked. So, <laughs> you see, the yeah. best part, my, one of my best friends, Carlos, who, who's he's actually a teacher in Palm Beach Gardens now, which is hilarious. I, I, I look at him now with a suit and tie on. I go, dude, I know the real you. Uh, you've got all those kids and parents fooled. But because he spoke Spanish, we legit would get the no blocky. You know, for me, for me, the white guy was $45 to park and I'd be, you know, parked up against some house, 20 cars backed in. Carlos Carlos would come in and negotiate. We paid 20 bucks and we're on the street. What the hell just happened? I said, I'm never going to a game without you moving forward. It's not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> you know get the pork on a stick or whatever, cat on a Got stick. Got to, hell yeah, to an Apollo. I mean, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever it actually was, that it was, was some of the best hangover food ever. Uh, but oh, you better you better had get all of that out before you walked in the OB because uh, you didn't want to have to take yeah. a two in the bathroom. Well, you know, no, that, I didn't – go ahead, Bert. No, that, that terrible game against FIU at uh, Marlins Park or whatever yeah. it was. You know, I, I ended up like crazy s- scenario, but I ended up out of there like the fourth quarter, right on the outside of the stadium because I was kind of the situation of the person I was with and whatnot. But I actually stopped. I saw one of those carts and I just stopped there and I just I sat out there like I can't believe we're losing a freaking FIU, but eating the freaking pinchos with the hot sauce on it and oh, everything. Yeah. And it was Dude, phenomenal. But like, that's but, the best part. Like you used to yeah. get the Arepas outside. You know, they had the little cars. They had yeah. Arepas. They had got to an Apollo. Like yeah. that was that's what made Miami nostalgic and that's what made the ob the greatest and i say one of the greatest places i've ever been in my life there was nothing like going to the ob go ahead vic my bad no, my apologies no, no go for it go for it john no go ahead go ahead i, I well, talk, somebody I, go we only got three minutes so hurry up <laughs> <laughs> thank you okay i used to end the parking at the same house no block older gentleman basically since 1984 Okay, oh, listen, place, the basically. Orange Bowl Lounge doesn't you know? count, Vic. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please, it was a house pretty much like right across. You know, and it's just it was it was great. Basically, you're going through all those different carts, the different types of foods, and everything. Basically, so yeah, that that's what gave us basically the aura. Okay, the mystique. You know, it was really yeah. great. That yeah. The crazy part is, I bought brought some of my buddies from Georgia down there that weren't weren't huge college football fans, and have become my best friend Carnell. Never had watched a college football football game until he went to Miami with me and he goes you guys are not and now he's as big a Miami fan as I am like he doesn't miss games nice. but I remember pulling up to the OB and they're looking like where the hell are we you know because you you come off you go under the bridge and and you come down 8th street and you can't really see the stadium you're in this rickety you know you're in Lil Havana we all know what it is and they're <laughs> looking around going this isn't like stadiums we go to and then this you know the rust bucket shows up out of nowhere which is our which is our spot and they're like, where are we parking? Is everything going to be okay? And I'm like, we're fine. Trust me. Trust me. You're going you're gonna to have the best. You know, you got guys with gold teeth and dreadlocks trying to get you to come over here. And you got Cuban guys over here talking fast in their tank tops. And I said, this is Miami. Yeah. And and we, couldn't, we couldn't be more comfortable either. Like, we're oh. in there like, no big deal. Hey, what's up, man? You know, like, no oh, big no. deal. Hammer time. Rocking the buses when the opposing teams yes. come through. 
Egg in the buses, maybe busting out a window every now and then. I mean, it happens. Nothing like it. Like, you know, I, I'm so thankful that I got to experience that as a kid. You know, and, and I say kid, I go back, you know, in mid-20s. I don't know if y'all can see the shirt I'm wearing. There you go. 58 straight, baby. baby. I have uh, – I mean, I can show it real quick. We got, we got time. I have it right here on my on my desk. If I don't drop it and break it because then that will break it. Yo, the, the three minutes is up. Don't matter. But, like, you know what I mean? It's, like, literally. I have like I have the exact same thing. We had a sponsorship nice. with them up here, and they gave it to me. They said, anybody want to – I forgot what they were called. But they were like, if you want if you want one – and, of course, all the people in Atlanta are ordering Truist Park. I said, I want the old Orange Bowl. They yes, said, sir. Of you do. Damn yeah. right. It's, it's like a 3D. I, I got a – it's supposed to be lit, but I, I just – I can't find, a, like, the little plug for it to you light it all plug. up. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I'm an electrician. I can make one. So anyway, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna end that segment with the OB being the best stadium ever in the University of you know ever. whatever ever. Just it, it is. I don't care. As nasty as it was, as dirty as it was, there was nothing like going to the old girls. So having said that, thank you guys for listening to the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 for John Michaels, Dirty Bird, and Vic. This is your boy DC. We out of here. Peace. Peace. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.